So it's very, we're very blessed to celebrate a baptism here this weekend because you'll recall uh, that after, or you'll see if you didn't know, that after we uh, celebrate the baptism at the baptismal font, uh, we bring the child, his parents, and his godparents in front of the altar for an anointing. All right, we use oil called sacred chrism to anoint the child as priest, prophet, and king. So if you were baptized in the church as a baby, we did this for you as well. You received this anointing, and if you were baptized as an adult or received into the church as an adult, uh, this anointing was given uh, slightly differently through the sacrament of, of confirmation. But to be anointed priest, prophet, and king is how we participate in the life of God. Okay, I'll read just a, a little bit from the, from the baptismal rite here, which we'll hear later on. But it says, As Christ was appointed priest, prophet, and king, so may you live always as a member of his body, sharing everlasting life. Okay, the role of priest, prophet, and king is how we participate with God in building up his kingdom. All right, now the nature of the priesthood, remember, is to offer sacrifice. That's what priests do. Uh, so all the baptized, all baptized Catholics, are called to offer sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving to God. All right, and uh, the way we do that as Catholics uh, primarily is through the Mass, which is a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of gratitude. The role of a king is to establish justice and peace and harmony in their given territory. So as people who are anointed into Christ's kingship, it's our duty to work with Christ to establish peace and harmony and justice in our own communities, in our own homes, in our own cities, states, and countries. Baptized Catholics are also called to the role of a prophet. All right, the role of prophet involves speaking. Specifically, a prophet speaks on God's behalf. Now, out of the three roles that I mentioned, uh, the most challenging is probably this third one, the role of prophet. You know, coming to Mass on Sunday, offering sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. That scene is a very personal decision. Similarly, nobody seems to mind when Catholics are out serving the poor, uh, performing the works of mercy, performing works of charity. Speaking on God's behalf, however, is a very public responsibility. Speaking on God's behalf is a public act. And speaking on behalf of God, speaking and acknowledging Christ among us, it opens us up to criticism. It opens us up to rejection. Right? Just look at the experience of Jeremiah. Right? Jeremiah was a prophet. He was speaking out against injustice that he saw in the world. He was also speaking out against uh, idolatry that many of the Jewish people had turned to. And we see very clearly that even he experienced rejection. 
In fact, there was a group that was actually plotting to kill him. And so Jeremiah says, I can hear them whispering things about me, gossiping about me. I can hear them say, let's denounce him. All right? People who were denouncing him and uniting against him, however, they weren't foreigners. They weren't non-believers. They were his own family and friends. It really is true that sometimes when we acknowledge the Lord, when we speak on God's behalf, we're going to experience rejection. Sometimes it will painfully be our friends and family who are the ones denouncing us. But the role of a prophet, it's not just about speaking. The role of prophet encompasses the entire life of a person. All right, each and every one of us, because we've been anointed through our baptism as a prophet, is a representative of God. Each and every one of us is a representative of the universal Catholic Church. Each one of us is a representative of St. Rose Parish. What that means is that everything you say, every word you speak or every word you write, whether it's public or whether it's just with a few people in private, all of that is reflecting in some way on the way people see God. It's shaping the way you think about God, and it's also shaping the way that people around you think about God. And here's a difficult thing for us to confront, is that we don't get to take a break from this responsibility. We don't get to say, hey, time out. I'm done being a prophet right now. Now I'm going to go over into my little corner here and, and, and just say my own opinions and things of that nature. We represent gods with our words when we're at church and when we're in the privacy of our own homes. We represent God when we're around our church friends, our groups within the parish, but we also represent God when we're at work with people who don't hold our values. We represent God even when we're posting pictures and links on our social media accounts. We need to think of that long and hard because when any of us, when we endorse an idea, either verbally or in writing, what we're really saying is, this is what God thinks. That's what we're saying to the world, because we're prophets. And I don't know about you, but that makes me think quite a bit before I endorse something or somebody. I don't want to put words in God's mouth that he doesn't want to say. So the question we have to ask is, is this reflecting the mind of God. Is this reflecting what he reveals to us? Or isn't it? Because if it isn't, then we really should consider keeping our opinions to ourselves. Now the point here, I don't want to make you afraid to open your mouth or afraid to speak up. Rather, I want you to know that your ability to speak is a gift. Your ability to speak is very holy. 
And like all gifts, our ability to speak needs to be used for holiness. It needs to be used to build up the kingdom of God. So I don't want to make you afraid to speak. I want you to be eager to speak. But I want you to be eager to speak truth to a world that buys into lies. I want you to speak words of love to a world that is increasingly hate-filled. Now, it can be difficult sometimes to know what we're to say. In the gospel, Jesus urges his disciples to speak of the things of the kingdom, of course, but he tells us that what we hear whispered, we should proclaim from the housetops. All right, the world that we live in is very noisy. And many of the voices in the world that we hear are very loudly proclaimed. God's voice, it's not in that noise. Scripture doesn't say what you hear pundits on the news proclaim, proclaim from the housetops or proclaim on your social media accounts. I'll tell you, God's words, they're not popular enough to hear as often as we hear in mainstream opinions. It's whispered to us. And if we're going to hear what God whispers to us, we have to block out the noise. To discover the truth that God proclaims, we must make ourselves very still and enter into some silence. Now, I don't know about you, but I've found that if I'm going to experience some silence and some stillness, I need to get up very early in the morning because once the day gets going, uh, boy, my mind starts racing. I get distracted. I get stressed out about all of these things that are going on. Uh, I really need that time in the morning to hear God whisper. And we always must enter into silence consulting God's revelation so we can hear God whisper to us. Because without silence, without that stillness, We can't hear God's voice. And without hearing God's voice, we can't speak on his behalf, and we cannot fulfill the role that God has given us to be a prophet. Jesus says in the gospel, Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But he also says, Whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. It's just interesting to think. Uh, Jesus seems to be saying here, what we say about him, he's going to say about us. What we say publicly about him, he's going to say about us. Is Jesus going to have good things to say about us? Or will he be silent? We need to think about that. But without silence, without entering into that stillness to listen to God's voice, we can't fulfill our role to be a prophet. Without hearing God's voice, we can't proclaim what God reveals to us about our world that we live in. And our world is longing to hear this good news that comes to us through Jesus Christ.